Welcome to Dreamers Experience Conquer the Chaos. My name is Sean Laurie, and as a father of four and an entrepreneur, I want to give you guys different insights and tools from either myself, my wife, or others that will not only help you individually, but also help you as a parent conquer the chaos. And hey guys, my name is Tiffany Lowry. I am co-hosting alongside my husband. I do wear many hats, and the two that I am the most proud of is being a mother and a wife. Um, we have had many chaotic moments on this journey as a family, and that's why I'm excited to be here with you guys to, um, yeah, to share some of that. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm super excited. We have this amazing guy, um, Jason Henry. Um, man, he has so many different hats. He's he's an artist. He's a poet. He's in ministry. He's a wonderful husband, father, friend. You name it, he pretty much does it all, right? Um, so um, I'm just super excited to have him on, man. And so what I, I like to do, Jason, I yeah. like to do a little icebreaker just to get the little bit of attention. Okay, and, okay, let's do it. Especially since we we having such a, a deep, serious conversation. I feel when, when we're going to dive into in a minute. Yeah. But um, when when you have like time to yourself, obviously you know you're working, you're helping the kids. Mm -hmm. Spend time with wifey. What what is something you like to do? What is one of your favorite things you like to do when you have some you time? Mm. Okay, it's two things. I'm gonna give you two because okay. because I love you guys so much. First off, thank <laughs> you for thank you for allowing me on the podcast. You know, I love the Laurie's great friends of ours. Um, so because of that, I'll give you two things. One okay. is battle rap. Mm. The URL battle rap. I'm a fanatic. Okay. You know, I'm 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 very into in tune to the to the subculture of uh battle rap from hip hop. So yeah. that's that's probably one of my uh me time things. But um <laughs> the other thing, man, as you know, um I'm a gym rat. Mm. Uh not even just the gym, just you know, I'm in these streets as well. I love to run. Running is my passion. Yeah. And it actually um um coincides with just our topic today in mental health. Um because mm. the me time for me is definitely partly entertainment, um, yeah. but also self-care, you mm -hmm. know, um, um, and entertainment could lean into self-care, but to be more intentional, some mm -hmm. things like running for me is, is probably one of the best things that I can do to just recharge myself and come out of it ready for the kids, ready for, you know, my beautiful queen and, and whatever else um, the world has, you know. Yeah. I like that. I yes, like sir. that. Yes, sir. Um, making me look bad because I, I I've been sleeping and working out, but I like that. Um, <laughs> so good. So good. Um, yeah. Um. That that's great. I guess real quick too. Is there a favorite thing you like to do? Uh, my nails. Yeah. There we go. Every two to three weeks. Uh, so. Yeah. Hey. Uh, hey. I guess mine would be a uh, anime. <laughs> Mm. that you know anime there we go. uh and and basketball when i get a chance to play things like yeah. that so yeah, yeah, um yeah. yeah so you know yeah. definitely going to dive into to this topic guys where you know we're diving in L last week right we dove into just the mental struggles that that mothers deal with and, and wifey was so kind to really just open up and share certain things so um we're going to do things a little bit different uh wifey's going to be asking me and jason the questions Okay. Um, and okay. so this, this is going to be, uh, uh, I'm sure interesting and, and wonderful enlightening for people that's <laughs> listening or watching just because we're going to dive into, to some pretty, pretty deep things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, I, I'll, I'll let wifey 
take the lead. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I am nervous and excited. <laughs> yes, yes, all good. All right. So first question, y'all. Um, mm. What is something you saw or experienced growing up that may have had an impact on you that you maybe didn't realize until you became a father? Mm. I, I, I'll let, I'll let, I'll let Jason, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pass the baton. Man, man, that's that's a great, great question. Um, I, I actually am trying to narrow it down right now, you know. Mm. Um, but things I saw as a child um, that has now impacted me as a father. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say just a brief history on myself. Um, I grew up in uh, Los Angeles, California. Um, different areas, West LA, South Central, Watts, all the way to Long Beach where I lived, you know, all around the county or whatnot. And I would say one of the things that I've seen um, is, <clears throat> okay, let me, first I'll ask this question. Yeah. Is this the kind of podcast where we can just really be real? Be real. Yeah. Be real. Yeah, definitely. That's is that's, it? Yes, yeah. yes. Okay. Okay, I mean, I've been tuning in. I've been tuning in. I'm enjoying the content and everything, but y'all know how I do. And, and hey, you know, hey. I only I only know how to go one way. Yeah. Disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things I've seen, I would just say with my dad is um, just how we can get so caught up in the things that are going on in society, get so caught up in the hustle and bustle of life. Um, to where it's like, I got to provide, I got to do this to, uh, to the point to where we think that that kind of supersedes um, the time we spend with our kids, mm-hmm. um, the quality time, um, investing in our kids. Um, for me and my wife, we have an interesting story um, to where, you know, we were in a home, we were trying to pursue that American dream um, of let's purchase a home and all of that. We purchased a home in Paris. And as things transpired and, and the kids, more kids came and all of that, we had to make the big decision to um, sell our home and um, move to an apartment. Um, and for us, that was a huge step um, towards what I was just talking about, a huge step in being um, breaking the cycle Um, in parenting in our homes. My wife grew up without parents. She was adopted by our grandmother. I grew up with parents, but um, they were amazing. They did the best they could, but they were very busy, you know? Um, So for my wife and I, we really wanted to um, do our best to be present for our kids in a way that we never had. Mm -hmm. Um, And that involves like, I'm, I'm literally tracking how much time am I spending with my kids today? You know, um, because I'm a firm believer that you can have um, the big house, you can have the nice cars and those things. But um, if your kid is not getting you, none of those things are really going to yield the fruit that we will want to see in our kids, um, ultimately, when they become adults. So I've seen that many times growing up. Many of my friends, their parents were at work um, and we got a chance, honestly, to do God knows what, you know, um, a lot of things unsupervised. So um, the lack of supervision in children 
um, is what I seen growing up. Um, I was catching a, I was, my parents, uh, if they watched this, they may find out now, but I was catching a, I was catching the Metro Rail ditching school in the sixth and seventh grade, you know, um, and no one knew, <laughs> you know, um, um, so breaking that cycle and my family has been one of the things that my wife and I have really honed in on, um, mm. And yeah, yeah, I'll end it. I'll end it with that. Sean, what's up with you, man? Well, I, I was saying, did did you did you have something you wanted to say? No. Okay, for a uh, second, it looked like you did. So I was like, okay. I mean, yeah, cut I, me off anytime. Yeah. No, I mean, I I agree. You know, I I was the same way. The mm. you know, my mom was a single mom. I didn't really see my dad too much. Sure. Um, you know, and I pretty much got away with a lot. And. Mm worked for the post office so she would work long hours and you know high school I was wilding yeah. out yeah. in school catching the bus yeah one, one way and so yeah I could definitely relate and just just real quick on that isn't it interesting how I feel like and this is where we feel like each generation generation feels like society is getting worse you mm -hmm. know as far as safety you yeah. know but I, I hate to sound like the old head but it's just like I just the things I was doing at my daughter's age, you know, she's she's about to be 11 um, in two weeks, my oldest. So the things I was doing at 11 years old, you know, I lost my virginity <laughs> at 11 years old. Right. Yeah. Uh, the things I was doing at 11 versus because I was unsupervised yeah. um, versus my daughter. Now it's like, wow, I can never imagine her having the freedom that I had. Like, this is just a whole it's a different world. You know, I got into chaos and toxic situations, but I can only imagine what she would be getting into with the internet and whatnot. Um, I know. I think we we talk about that a lot. Like yeah. Camille, you know, she's sixteen, mm. you know, about to be seventeen, and you know, at sixteen, you know, I well, I think yeah, sixteen, I was pregnant with her. So mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and the fact that she manages, you know, to stay grounded, you know. Yeah. It's it's a blessing. Yeah, for sure. It's huge. And that's yeah. only because of what you guys are putting into her, you know, yeah. and investing yeah. into her your time, your presence. Our presence yeah. is a present. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's dropping a bar. Um <laughs> let me <laughs> um, but yeah, as as far as me, how did it affect me? Um, you know, I I've shared this before. Mm -hmm. Um previous episodes but obviously I, I call it like parts aren't dead because I didn't see him that much mm. um and our relationship wasn't the greatest and so um my mom she did marry um but well she's married now but previous marriages like they didn't work out so it was never a consistent male figure besides my grandfather mm. um and so for me you know as I got older especially when I became a father I want to make sure that I'm constantly in their lives, right? Yeah. That they can yeah. never be like, where is dad? You know? Exactly. Um, and even now, right? If I'm gone, if I go to the grocery store at like 930 at night, mm -hmm. my oldest mm -hmm. would be like, where are you going? Yeah. I'm like, what? You know, <laughs> you know, there's been yeah. times, you know, um, before we moved, when we was in Cali, uh, go hang out or something like that with, with some of my mm -hmm. friends. You know, she wouldn't go to sleep until I came home. Wow. You know, wow. that's awesome. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, 
that that I think is very key for me. Um, just growing mm-hmm. up, realizing that you know I didn't have that, and also um, for me, just mm-hmm. because I saw all the different issues at time, I told myself as a father, I wanted to have my kids with one woman and the woman I was going to marry. Sure, that's something sure. that I you know personally wanted mm-hmm. um, for myself, just because. Again, that's something I didn't see. Yeah. Um, and not that, you know, not that the the my mom or dad are, are bad people because of it. Life happens. No. Yeah. You know, but it's just yeah. one of those things for me. I said, I want that stability. That's what it mm-hmm. came down to, right? Like yeah. my move different places, you know, get a different mm-hmm. car, whatever the case is. But at the end of the day, I know my family is the same, right? Yeah. I know that they're growing. I know that they're they're going to love me, but I know regardless the ups and downs, they're going to be to fight through it. Yeah. You know? And so yeah. for me, that's why um, I want I wanted that because I know marriage is hard work. I know being a father is hard work. Mm-hmm. Right. But mm-hmm. um, I I knew um, once 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 I became a father, I knew as well like I wanted to have that that family. Not 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 that because I, I grew up in a blended family. Not that sure. as bad. I didn't, if yeah. I could help it, I didn't yeah. want to have that, right? Of course, of course. So many more questions, so many more layers that comes with that. Because yeah. I grew up with that, so I know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's good. Idea. That's good, that's good. Question one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, moving on to question two. Mm-hmm. What are some things that have triggered anxiety or depression for you? You know, has it been like work, finances? You know, there's so many mm-hmm. different things I feel like nowadays that um, we get so anxious about and mm-hmm. that, you know, can trigger can trigger those those things. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you want to go, Sean? No, go ahead. Go ahead. I <laughs> <laughs> don't have to put you off, brother. <laughs> no, no. <clears throat> I would say um, once again. It's multiple, because that, you know, that question is, is multifaceted. Um, so yeah. it's multiple things I can think of with it, but I would narrow it down um, uh, to social media. Mm. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> Somebody just clicked off right now, like, oh, <laughs> come on, man, come on, man. We watching this on social media, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, but yeah, for me, I would say social media. Um, I've been... Um, off social media, just taking a break from it since last September, so a couple of months. And I got to be honest, I felt it was um, triggering, you know, to um, mental health issues in myself, but I didn't really understand that in its totality until I got off of it. Um, um, I just, <laughs> so what happened was is, um, you, you go on your iPhone and you can go to the screen time setting and you can see, you know, how long you're spending on different apps. Yeah. So imagine dealing with, um, as I have dealt with throughout my life, but anxiety, depression, those different things, particularly um, around the COVID time, it was anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the panic attacks started back up um, um, with me and I just was, you know, I come from a Christian worldview. So uh, the first thing I am inclined to do is, is talk to God about it, you know, 
um, and also consult others in my life um, that are like-minded in that respect. But um, I'm, I, I just was saying, I need to eliminate things because I'm just feeling overwhelmed all the time, all of the time, right? And as I went on the screen time setting, I saw like, okay, you spent 10 hours or, or 15 hours this week on Instagram, you know, or on Facebook. And for myself that, you know, is not running a business or anything. It's like, you have, have to ask yourself, why am I here? And mm -hmm. I didn't have a sufficient reason to be there that long. Mm -hmm. So it made sense that, um, it connected, it correlated with the overwhelming feelings because it's like I'm exposing myself to so much more content, um, so much more of what's going on in the world. I can only imagine what's going on right now, you know, on, on, on March 27th, <laughs> you know, uh, 2022 with Russia and Ukraine and the war and um, everything, you know, everything that's transpiring in the world. Um, all the way to Kanye and, and Kim, right? Yeah. There's so much that we are inundated with and, and you have to ask yourself, okay, how much of this is contributing to the anxiety that I feel? So personally for me, I said, if it's one thing I can, I'm not cutting out family time. I'm not cutting out running. I'm not cutting out battle rap. <laughs> I'm not, you know, you, you go through the priorities of what can you cut out and what you can't and what you can and for me, it was social media. And honestly, um, it's not to say that everything is perfect now. Or I don't have any struggles. It's just to say it has it has decreased uh, uh, substantially, you know, um, since eliminating that particular piece. And I will be back on there. Um, but I think going on a fast, if you will, or a sabbatical, if you will, from certain things that you can go on that from, you know, is helpful. And it will be less triggering for for those of us in society that are inclined to, you know, mental health issues such as myself. Mm. I like yeah. that. Um, Honestly, for me, that that's like you said. There's so many different things, right? Yeah. The anxiety, depression, social media, for sure, is is um, a huge one that that can definitely trigger. For me, is actually I would say just. Um, trying to juggle everything as a father at times mm. that really it is difficult because you know um for example right we, we moved um mm. out of state right yeah. and obviously i have my business but now trying to get the 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 people to know about my business out here yes right? in yes. texas right oh yeah um, and word. i still have the people in california which is amazing it's a blessing and things like that but it just gets nerve wracking because, right, I'm used to being able to do certain things. Mm -hmm. and now I can't do those things. Yeah. Right. And so um, as a man and as a father, you're you're told that you're, you have to be the number one provider. You have to be, you know, the strong one. Right. You can't show yeah. any weakness. And so at times, right, ball, balling all that up inside mm -hmm. and um, telling telling yourself lies but things that you heard growing up right mm -hmm. um, men don't cry right yes um, yes tough it out right yeah. these are things that still i've gotten so much better with it but still every now and then i catch myself mm -hmm. right battling with that as a father because i'm like oh man okay you know what my daughter wants to do gymnastics Sure. Right. And I'm like, right now we can't do it because we literally just moved to another state. We're still 
Still moving, getting adjusted. Yeah, yeah. You know, still moving some things around. Oh yeah. You know, but still, as a father, that hurts me that I can't do those things, right? Mm. Even you know, again, we we moved, so we don't know people like that. So I can't take my wife out, right? Yes. Be yes. That that um, example as a husband and and as a father, so my girls and my son can see it on mm -hmm. a consistent basis. Yeah. Right. And so I battle with that because I'm like, dang, OK, like what type of, you know, it, it's all these basically things that's not necessarily true. But I mm -hmm. started thinking about myself. I right. Um, and that's what happens at times. I feel like for me is, you know, you just get caught up in, in certain things, especially with social media plays a part in it. Right. You see on social media. Oh, man, the, you know, the the. <laughs> The best dad ever, right? He, he, bought, the, he, he bought this 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 child yeah. a, a a brand new car, right? Or, or like, sure. oh, like, yeah, you know what? They they they're sixteen years old, and guess what? I already got them property. Like, sheesh, <laughs> <laughs> right? So you can see all these like, yeah, okay, all right, like, dang, and so that's true. that's the reason why, obviously, too, I, I created No Perfect Parent because you know, obviously, yes, I help families, but I let them know, be transparent. Mm -hmm. I'm not perfect either. None yeah. of us are perfect, right? No. But again, on social media, that is what is presented, right? It's presented as far as yeah. everything is great, mm -hmm. you know? And so- Highlights, highlights. Highlights, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so I think at times it's easy to compare yourself in different aspects. Um, yeah. Oh man, you know what? I, you don't post, but I'm gonna use you as an example. Oh man, <laughs> Jason, uh, he posting. Look, look how buff he look, man. <laughs> Like he he a, he a buff dad. Like he one of them dads that nobody nobody's gonna try to talk to his daughters because sure. they know. You oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah. oh yeah. Obviously, I'm I'm joking, but at the same time, serious. Like that's just different yeah. things that um I feel like for me uh will trigger like the most things is just you know feeling like um and again I, I think that a lot of that too has to do with society telling you that as far as like as a man. Exactly. You're only worthy mm -hmm. if you make this much. As a yeah. man, you're only worthy if you have this type of house, if you have yeah. this type of car, right? Mm -hmm. um, and and for men, obviously, but like, and it definitely is a, a huge thing for men overall, but I also want to put an emphasis on fathers because yes. I feel like as a father, not only are you dealing with that, that feeling, but it magnifies, mm. Right. Because you're yes, not like, yes. as a man, as a man, you're already thinking about it like for yourself, like, oh, man, I got to get this. I got to get that. Or or, you know, I wish I had this type of car. Right. And, mm -hmm. you know, as a father, though. Right. It's different because you're nothing wrong with a Honda. Hondas are great. I, I have yeah. a Honda. But yeah. picking, hey. up, picking up your 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 child in a Honda and then you see mm -hmm. someone else picking up their kid in a Tesla. Sure. Right. Sure. And you're like, okay, you see, you see their kids with the brand new shoes every week. Some someone's yeah. kid, and you're like, okay, like your kid is doing fine. But again, yeah. it's because we, again, as a father, we want the best for our family. We want the best for our kids. Sure, right. We don't sure. want to necessarily like spoil them to death. But at the same time, yeah. we don't want to have to say, oh no, not not this week. I, yeah. I'll get it later on. Right. And so yeah. I think those are, um, for me, and and I'm sure other fathers can relate as well, but. I think those are the big um, triggering points for me as a father. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I, <laughs> that's you hit on a lot, bro. You hit on a lot. And I want to piggyback on 
Yeah. One thing you, the last thing you said about we want the best, right? Mm -hmm. And what we're modeling for our children, um, the best is subjective, right? Absolutely. It's it's, and 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 that's 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 one of the things with social media how it does affect, mm -hmm. you know, us as fathers because then we begin to uh, redefine what the best is. We 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 redefine what success is mm -hmm. versus all right, I'm I'm I'm. I'm spending adequate time with my children, you know, in my career um, or my business, whatever it may be, where my sources of income are, I'm going hard on that. You know, I'm constantly progressing. Um, I'm, I'm modeling what a good marriage looks like, you know, um, being a loving husband to my wife. Okay, so what more do we need to do? Yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I want to check off those things and then I want to leave it there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, um, I don't, but when you get on social media, a lot of times we do this compare comparative analysis, you know, mm -hmm. and we say, well, if they have this and if they have that, and I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about me, yeah. you know, and if they have this, then I should have that too. But mm -hmm. before I saw what they had, I was content. Yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So this discontentment, you know, arises because I feel we are exposed to so much more than what our parents were exposed to. Yeah. You know, our parents would only talk to their co-workers, maybe see a neighbor or two. And then they're looking at uh, 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 Leave it to Beaver. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that generation, they, they was watching garbage shows like Leave it to Beaver, and the Brady Bunch. Yeah, you know, watching but... Good times, probably. No. OK, exactly. <laughs> my, my mom, I don't know why she she loved the little white shows, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Gone with the Wind and all of that. I said, Mom, we got good times. We got two two seven. What about all those shows? <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. But you know, we're, we're the, when we eliminate the distractions mm -hmm. and eliminate the exposure to the unnecessary. Well, now um, we're able to hone in on what we have—the cards that we were dealt in life, mm -hmm. right? Because everybody, you know, that figure of speech. Everybody was dealt different cards. I, I mm -hmm. have a completely different context than you, and vice versa. So yeah. with what I have been given, I'm going to make the most with that. Yeah. I can't make the most with what the next person has been given because um, mm -hmm. I wasn't given that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, that and I think modeling that as fathers is where our minds and our focus have to be because then they'll have the mindset of, hey, it doesn't matter what's going on around me. It doesn't matter what the next uh, family is doing. Um, all I know is I was raised seeing my, my mom uh, Tiffany and my dad, Sean, making the best out of whatever cars they were dealt, making the best out of whatever gifts and talents they had, and they prospered and they succeeded in their own right. Yeah, yeah. You know, and now it's time for me to do that. Yeah. So if I can, if we can communicate that to our children, I think we would be um, doing just fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just fine. I believe that. That's true. Man, that's that's, that's heavy stuff. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Um, question three now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We ain't even got deep yet. You know, <laughs> we ain't even went there yet. We will. <laughs> All right. So moving on to question three. Um, so now, like, you know, like you guys said, you know, you guys have battled with anxiety and depression. So with that being said, what unhealthy coping either mechanisms or, you know, it could be just one thing. Mm -hmm. um, have you used when it comes to anxiety or depression and how did it impact your family? Mm. 
Woo. That's a, that's a, that's that's a big a, one right there. Yeah. <laughs> that again. What unhealthy coping mechanisms have you used when it comes to anxiety or depression and how did it impact your family? So we, we getting heavy. So I'm like, should I, should I part this? Because this is <laughs> Um, before, before I get into that, mm -hmm. um, I wanted to also just share real quick, um, was it 20, 2017, mm -hmm. this, this will somewhat answer the question, but I'm going to even dive back into that 2017. Um, this is when I was still working, um, at my previous job working crazy amount of hours, couldn't see the family like that, still doing that, also juggling the business. Um, and I wasn't happy, to be honest. Mm. But I still was working it because, right, as a man, as a father, that's what you do. You pretty much suck sure. it up, even if you don't like to, right? Yeah. You work a bunch of hours because that's what we were told to do. Sure. Right? Sure. That's, that's We think those are the only options. So yeah. um, because of some nonsense, BS, I got to let go from that job. Mm -hmm. And um, that's 2017 is when I was in the dark place. Mm -hmm. 2017, right? Mm -hmm. 2017, I was in a really dark place. Um, that's when I pretty much was shutting everyone down, shutting everyone out, wifey, kids, didn't want to be bothered. Um, we also found out that's when we was having Shiloh, was that? No, that was Lania. Lania was already born. So yeah, so that's when. Oh no, no, yeah, we had we had Lania. She was a baby, mm. and on top of that, later on, I found out I was still in that dark place. But later on, I found out we was having Shiloh, okay. um, and I was just really in this dark place, but shutting everyone down, and um, that's when I was I was I had at that time. I still was battling with that single mindset. So mm -hmm. we was married, but I had a single mindset. Yeah. yeah. Um, when I mean by that too, I was just entertaining females. I wasn't, I didn't necessarily step out and, and, you know, meet these women or nothing like that, but I was just in a mm -hmm. place where I wanted attention. I wanted some type of escape to feel, yeah. to feel better. Right. Mm -hmm. Really these women were nothing to me. Right? Sure, sure. Um, they couldn't compare to my wife for me, but mm -hmm. I was in a place where it was an unhealthy state. And yeah. so a way that this is when I was single, the way that I would cope with um, a lot of my issues was to just hit up females. Oh, yeah. That oh, was yeah. my thing. Because I, I never was a smoker, never was a drinker. So I used to entertain females. That's what yeah. I did. And mm -hmm. so I went back to that because I was hurting because I felt worthless um, mm -hmm. because I felt like I couldn't provide. And, and I look back at it and I'm like, no, like we was able to stay afloat because God put me in a position to do certain things and, and to have certain things. But at that time I wasn't thinking like that. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so for me, you know, I was entertaining or even online, right. Like, mm -hmm. like you said, social media, oh, a girl twerking, like, you know, whatever the case is, Bruh. right? Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, uh, uh, you know, a porn clip, whatever it is. Oh yeah. Right? 
oh, okay, yeah, I'm gonna see. And like it would be, and that's the crazy part. Like it literally wasn't, you know, um, wasn't like I like I was, you know, getting off on it, nothing like that. I literally yeah. was watching, like just yeah. watching, like just an observer. Just observer, but it still was wrong, right? Of I'm course, really, like, I'm gonna be doing that, but I was, I was just watching, like, and it was mm -hmm. like a relief for me, right? Sure. And um, and and I didn't realize how I was hurting my wife. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize how I was coming across on my kids, um, just because I was standoffish. Wifey knows me very well, so she already knew like certain things, anyways. But it was hurting mm -hmm. her, making yes. her some type of way, right? Yes. Um, and I had to get out of that, and it was so, it was difficult. It was difficult. Mm -hmm. I, I was it 2017, or it might have been began 2018. Because mm -hmm. I think that's when we found out about Shiloh, right? Yeah, began yeah, 2018. Was, yeah. yeah, and I still was having my issues, and I think you told me actually we, we chopped it up. Yeah, he was like, "Hey man, you know this is the storm you're in, but sure. I'm excited because some great things are going to take place, right?" And oh yeah. Oh, little yeah. did I know, you know, um, the was it 20 a little bit, yeah, in the middle of 2018 and things like that, things start taking off for me as far as the business and stuff like that goes. Mm. But I didn't see that at the time, but. Sure. Um, but yeah, so I uh, so I wanted to just share that because um I think that was another thing that was triggering, right? What what I just previously talked about. Um uh, when I lost my job. Mm. Um, because the crazy part is too, I stopped right with the business, I put the business on hold basically. Sure. Right? Because I was focused on I need to get this bread. I have a family. Mm -hmm. So forget these dreams. Yeah. These dreams yeah. aren't important. Now, again, I'm very blessed to have a wife that supports what I'm doing. But and so she wasn't tripping on it. But again, for me, mm -hmm. as a man, as a father, forget these dreams. I'm going to work these 10, 12 hours and say yeah. bump. It. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And so it's crazy for me, especially again, I'm also a believer in God. So I I, I feel God removes me from that job purposely. Right. Sure. But I didn't understand that. I didn't I didn't want to hear that. No. So that was triggering for me because I lost my job because I, I was getting my identity in mm -hmm. that job. Mm -hmm. I was getting my identity with those finances, right? Yeah. I'm making this much amount right here. This is how much I should be getting. Mm -hmm. Not understanding that I'm actually worth way more. But that was that was just what I was thinking at that time. Um, yeah. So, but to <laughs> to go back, I say all of that mm -hmm. to say the coping definitely for me was. Uh, Social media, mm -hmm. um, sleeping, mm. um, not eating, yeah. um, which is weird. Yeah. Like, I know most people eat and they're like, hey, you know, you're slim. You should be eating. For whatever reason, I just have no appetite. I don't want to eat. Sure, um, sure. And, um, you know, shutting people down. I, I don't entertain, um, like, back in the day, I, I you know, oh, yeah, I got to go like this person twerking or I got to look at this video like now mm -hmm. that's not the case mm -hmm. but those are things that I um the sleeping and and the non-eating and things like that those are things at times I still do again mm -hmm. I'm not better with it over time yeah but no one's perfect those are still some of my coping things that I do yeah and as it does it still does affect my family even even the sleeping because my kids want to hang out with me and I'm like mm -hmm. I just want to lay down I don't want to be bothered right sure I'm more sure. irritable Right. Mm -hmm. um, wifey mm -hmm. cooks, you know, and to me, one of the best cooks ever, but she cooked <laughs> and um, yeah. And I want to eat her food and that makes her feel some type of way. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even those things still impact my family. Mm-hmm. You know, it's oh, okay. Well, you know, at least you're not liking no one twerking. At least you're not, you know, looking at porn. <laughs> it still yeah. has an impact when I shut everyone out. Sure. Right. Um, sure. So yeah, I, I I want to definitely uh, uh share share that with. Mm-hmm. You. No, that's good. That's good. Um, for myself, it was you know similar things. You know, it was a book written many years ago called Every Man's Battle. Um, it's a great read for any father out there. Um, um, from both sides of it, um, one side of it being just as someone who would um, look at pornography. Uh, that's myself, um, and did many different times in my life. And you know, it is what it is. It's it's funny how how the pornography industry is like a trillion dollar industry. So that means a lot of money is going into it from a lot of people. Yeah. Um, a large percentage of the over 300 million people in the population of the United States, <laughs> you know, and all around the world, a large percentage, but nobody talks about it as if it doesn't exist. Yeah. You know, that's, that's one of the uh, shallow <laughs> elements of our culture. You know, we don't talk about it, but yeah, that's, it's a toxic thing that has ruined marriages, ruined families. Um, and I would say ultimately warped a man's perspective on a woman, you know, that objectification um, and even as me and you, you know, as as being um, girl dads, you know, that's the that's the social media had hashtag. Yeah. But um, as as fathers of daughters, you know, um, I don't think you can really raise your your daughters in the best way if you are a regular um, viewer <laughs> of yeah. pornography. That's Why? Right. Because. It's going to create, you know, it's going to affect the intimacy you have with your daughter because you're you're all warped and you're in your neurology, right? Um, um, and that's why I stay away from it now, especially after being off the social media. You know, it's, it's not as much of a temptation yeah. um, because that's the funny thing about social media. Sorry to go back to social media. Oh. <laughs> They're going to say, "Oh, well, he had a guy on there that hates social media." Hey, nah. um, but the but the same thing. That makes my, my wife and I, when we were out to dinner last night and we saw a young lady and, okay, I'll, I'll be very brief and concise. Um, she got work, she had work done mm-hmm. and, and it was terrible, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like extremely terrible, you know? Um, and as I walked by, I saw her on the phone, you know what she was on? Social mm-hmm. media. <laughs> I wonder if there's a correlation. You yeah. know, but the, the the same thing that 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 on social media that makes a man lust and uh, are, are is just a trigger there for a man to lust because of all of the different things that even your friends post. Yeah. You're not even talking about strangers yet. You're not even talking about the explore page on Instagram, but your friends, you yeah. know, it's like, oh, my God, come on, come on. You know, it's you got to control your eye gates. But the same thing that makes a man do that is the same thing that makes a woman want to go and get you know, this, these outrageous procedures done that in some cases, if you don't have enough money is detrimental to their health. So we all are succumbing to, you know, um, the ethos of our culture, which is always appear the best, always appear mm-hmm. like you have everything in order, always appear like your, your body is what society calls perfect, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, um, so yeah, 
to answer the question, pornography is definitely one. But I would say, like you said, it's we look at pornography like, oh, that's the worst thing that can possibly happen. But I feel as if my family was even more affected when um, I was in deep depression and I was in um, isolation. You know, I wanted to isolate myself. Um, I wasn't cultivating healthy friendships um, outside of the home. I wasn't, mm-hmm. I was I was in the home, but I was repeating that cycle from my father, which my father mm-hmm. was always there up until um, like the 11th grade when my parents separated. But other than that, my dad was always in a home with us. And we were, he was always there. But I felt that I, as I look back on it now, I'm like, I wonder if he dealt with, with um, depression, you know, mm-hmm. because... He, you know, I feel like he dealt with isolationism, which is like, I want to pull away from everyone else um, to go to whatever this safe place is in my mind. And I'm not able to engage. Um, I'm not able to um, be present. Um, I'm I'm succumbing to neglect uh, Mm -hmm. of my kids, of my family, because I just can't take everything the world has to offer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when... It's a book called The Five Love Languages. Many people, you know, have read that book and mostly people on this that are hearing probably have heard of it. But um, um, speaking your spouse's love language, speaking your kid's love language is huge um, because people are not going to feel love the way you think. Oh, well, I worked. I provided food. That was my dad's perspective. Like yeah. you guys aren't starving. So obviously, you know, I love you. Why would I have to tell you? Why would I have to spend time with you? Why would I have to talk you through, you know, puberty and and everything you're going through in life? (laughs) You know, why would I have to talk you through it when I'm providing? Right. I'm providing. Um, But and I ventured into that. And that's 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 the crazy thing. The very thing that I said I would never do. And the thing that I hated, one of the things I hated about my childhood was not being intimate with my dad, not having him kiss me on my forehead. You know, as a young man, you know, yeah. and, 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 and give me that embrace that would provide the um, emotional security that I was yearning for. I yeah. actually ventured into that. Mm. Um, and, and I believe that was one of the most toxic periods um, um, of, of my life um, because it wasn't just about me. You know, I had toxic periods before I was married, before I had kids. But like once you get married and have kids, it's like, you know what? I what I'm doing in my life is a, is not just affecting me. It's affecting everyone around me yeah. um, because now they're in the deficit. You know, mm-hmm. the, we, we, we put our kids and our spouses, if we are married, we put our kids more so in an emotional deficit mm-hmm. because of isolating and not prioritizing time with them and not taking care of ourselves enough to be able to give and to be able to pour into them, you know? Yeah. So yeah, those two things, you know, uh, is what answered that question for me. Um, we're, we're going to, we're going to put a pin on this. Yes. Uh, we're gonna put a yeah, pin yeah, on yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be part one. Uh, I know y'all, y'all probably like, what's next? <laughs> part, part one. Um, <laughs> So we will have him on next week, guys. Next week we will have him on. Mm. So right um, back. Yes, right back. So just in case, though, guys, really quick, um, if you haven't had a chance, tomorrow, tomorrow is the last day to sign up to self elevation and reset mentality for better parenting. Mm. Dive into things just like this. Um, so you could text me um, 
254-304-7543. Just text me no perfect parent so you can get more information on this. Or you can email me at a dreamersambition at gmail.com. Um, yeah, we we're, we dive into things just like this as well. But um, yeah, I, I, oh, also to join the Facebook, uh, No Perfect Parent Facebook community. Um, my boy Jace is on there as well and, and yeah. some of his, his people as well. So, you know, definitely, definitely uh, join the community and yeah. We will be back next week, guys. Um, but yeah. before, like always, right, uh, I want to remind you guys that you guys are an inspiration and to mm-hmm. never downplay, never downplay the impact that you have on your loved ones, right? And just yeah. remember, guys, that you guys are constantly conquering the chaos. See you soon.